Recorded live. Scuba Obsessed Weekly Podcast. We talk about all things scuba diving, from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba news. Scuba Obsessed episode 249 and one half is recorded live July 23rd, 2015. Welcome back to Scuba Obsessed. I'm Darren Jilson coming to you from the west side of Michigan, recently wandering out of the woods. This week is going to be a little bit unusual. We're going to be doing this solo. Mac is traveling, visiting family, and hopefully getting a few dives in. And Jim has a boat full of divers this evening, and they're going out in the big lake doing some searching. So that's prompted me to do this on my own. This would have been episode 250, but it just didn't seem right to be doing 250 by myself. So we'll call this one 249 and a half. And truth be told, we we passed 250 quite a while ago, uh, because if you remember, we did several double and triple episodes uh, back in season one and two. So we've we're probably I have to be in the 260s, 270s by now. So it's just a number, uh, but we'll do 250. We'll try and have something special, but I don't know. So we may maybe we'll have 249 and three quarters, or we could go like Rich with Diver Sink and. He's gone to seasons and episodes as opposed to numbers. So it's just a number. But the first off, I'd just like to thank everybody who's been supporting the show since the beginning. We've had a lot of listeners and participants, and we'll be giving those some credit as we come on. Also like to uh, thank you know the family, everybody who helps us go and do this show. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into the news and even by myself, I have all sorts of trouble with the internet and ads. So there are some websites that you, you think I would know better by now not to bring them up as sources for material. This first one's out of Australia. It's scuba-related in that the individual was trying to get into a dive location. A staggering, shirtless, and wet teenager, James Damien Fuller, uh, had been taking a, a dip somewhere that was off limits to public. The 18-year-old had climbed into a scuba dive training tank in the wharf. Uh, Maluba, who, who thinks of these names? Mulu Lalaba. And this was on uh, towards the end of June, about 2.30 in the morning. Police prosecutor said Fuller told officers he would have a swim. They said he was unsteady in his feet and he appeared to be affected by alcohol. When speaking to the police officers, he represented himself on the charge unrelated for high-risk activities. This is according to the magistrate. Obviously, some sort of provision is to prevent people from doing things that are risky. The magistrate fined Fuller $300. So jumping into a scuba tank without authorization can land you $300 fine if it doesn't kill you. Volunteers are needed for the Blackfoot River cleanup. This will be July 25th. Volunteers may bring a boat if they have one, and shuttles and rafts will also be available. Volunteers can also help by walking and waiting to pick up litter from the riverbank and access sites. Interested volunteers should meet 
the John Shrud Fishing Access site, about 10 miles east of Bonner on Montana Highway 200, then a half mile north of uh, Johnson Park Road. Those bringing rafts, snorkelers, or scuba divers should meet at 8 a.m. All other participants at 9 a.m. The cleanup is sponsored by Blackfoot Homes Community Club, Bureau of Land Management, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Volunteers will be treated to a free barbecue held after the cleanup. So they, you need to do a little bit of work. So this is in or near Missoula, Montana. A lot of these green activities going on recently. Anytime you're in the water, you don't have to wait for one of these events. You can pick up trash all you want. doesn't take a lot to find it. It's always right there. And who knows, when you're in the water, you may find a message in a bottle. A four-year-old from Deal was surprised to learn that his message bottle that he sent out to sea was discovered by a scuba diving club in Belgium. Harrison Keeley, four of Milldale Close, who he attends Park Avenue Nursery and is one of the activities. Eight children wrote letters and drawings, put them inside a bottle to send off Deal Beach on Friday, June 19th. Harrison drew a picture of an octopus in a nursery, put the address and date, and asked whoever found it to let him know how far it had gone. On Tuesday, June 23rd, it was found by Recreational Dive Society Dean Hahn at a seaside resort between Ostend and Zebrage. The group were taking part in their annual rescue training. He said the sea was very rough when one of the members lost a fin. We were looking for the fin. She found a sealed little plastic bottle in the message. Uh, she says, we're always, oh, uh, Evelyn Buku, who found the bottle, sent a letter back to the nursery to let them know it had been discovered. In her letter said, we are so very charmed by your beautiful drawing of an octopus. We are surprised to discover that you had sent us a drawing of an octopus as we encounter them on our scuba diving trips. They're really very beautiful and amazing animals. And then on the 20th of July, scuba diver team that was in Lake Superior did a dive cleanup. This one's in Thunder Bay. Scuba divers recently brought up some of the garbage from the bottom of Lake Superior to the surface. The member of the Eco Divers Thunder Bay volunteered to help clean up the lake at Fisherman's Park as part of the Eco Superior Lake Superior Day celebrations where they emerged with a disturbing collection of trash. Divers came to the surface with an old electric wheelchair, discarded car door, electronic waste, and pieces of scrap metal. Eco Superior Executive Director Aline Mortfield said seeing trash coming out of the lake is nothing new. It's been dumping ground for many, many years. There's a lot of cleanup to be done around the lake, she said on Monday. In addition to the legal consequences that come from unlawful dumping, the disposal of garbage in the lake, there's also an environmental cost. With things like electronic waste and automotive waste being there, are a lot of toxic chemicals involved, and they have an impact on the water quality, an impact on organisms that live in the lake and the fish that we pull out of the lake to eat. This is according to Mortfield. It makes sense for people to be a little bit more conscious of what's happening and what's going into our Great Lakes. And they have a nice picture in the article. This was out of the, uh, the tbnewswatch.com. And kind of like if you've been watching Mug Club on the mugclub.scubaobsessed.com, go to Treasures, you can see we're pulling out. And they hit, did just as well as we did on our average day. They had car doors, uh, lawnmower parts, all assorted pieces of metal, just a collection of junk. Anything that gets thrown in the water stays there until somebody picks it up. It takes a long time for it to break down, especially up there in Thunder Bay where they've got wooden shipwrecks well over 150 years old that are still in pretty decent condition. So if a shipwreck doesn't break down, what's the hope of the garbage and trash you're throwing in the water? And it must be that time of the season where we bump right on into all the world record attempts, a Woman Bulgarian sets a record for the deepest saltwater scuba dive for women. See, if it was a guy, he wouldn't have qualified. 
the Bulgarian Ina Dimitrova, Trevoa, Dimitri, D-I-M-I-T-R-O-V-A, Dimitrova. She set a world record for the deepest scuba dive in saltwater for women. She ascended to a depth of 201 meters during the training dive in the Red Sea on Tuesday. She became the second woman to reach a depth of more than 200 meters. The previous record for the deepest dive in saltwater for women was held by the Mexican Sofia Ponce, who descended to depths of 190 meters in 2010. The record for the deepest dive in freshwater for women is held by Verna Van Schnack from South Africa, who descended to a depth of 221 meters in 2004. Ina, uh... Descended for 5 minutes and 40 seconds, while her sent time was 282 minutes. So, little time down, a lot of time up. She used seven types of gases during the dive. The previous dive, uh, or her previous deep dive she had done was 174 meters off the coast of Donhab in Egypt in October 2014. And then out of TwinCities.com, we have a western Wisconsin lake that draws scuba divers. Lake Wazee. It's considered to be a Midwestern premier site for scuba divers, drawing in more than 1,000 divers each year. Unfortunately, it is not without its tragedy. At least nine people have died diving there since June 20. Oh, and two of them have been since June 27, as they ventured too deep for the training equipment and suffered cardiac arrest while submerged. They said they have two that had perished so close to each other with such a fluke. This is according to Tim Evans, a dive instructor from Winona, Minnesota. Public safety officials and dive trainers also point out that summer peak season with a higher volume of divers brings more potential for accidents. It's not the lake's fault. This is according to Jackson County Sheriff Dwayne Waldira. It's individuals pushing their limits and abilities. Wazi Lake sits about five minutes east of Black River Falls to site a former county iron mine quarry that was shutted in 1983 when domestic steel market crashed. The 146-acre lake formed with high-capacity pumps extracting 800 gallons of water. Well, that was a little bit unusual. Sorry about that. Uh, Had a personal event go on and had to end the recording. So at least you have something to tide you over since we had missed a week. We are going to do something we haven't done before, which is a broadcast of an older episode. In fact, this is episode number one. For many of you, you may not have ever heard this. For those who have been following since the beginning, it's been a long time. So hopefully you enjoy it. And next week, we'll try and get back on to our normal and somewhat sane. And we'll, we'll fill you in on the details. We'll talk to you later. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Scuba Obsessed, episode one. We're going to call these the beta episodes. Uh, All the shows in January are going to be beta. I'm Darren, and with me we have Jim, my co-host. That's Jim, right here. How you doing today, Jim? I'm doing well. Uh, I had a sketchy day a little bit, but it's, uh, it's turning out to be all right. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, you know, work was work, and I'd much rather not be doing work, but hey, we can't dive all the time, even though we wish we could. It's it's kind of rough to walk into the dive shop and uh, get new stuff without paying for it. Oh, that's that, that's true. They they don't they don't like that. Uh, you know, and then uh, we had our we had our fun here getting set up for the show. First half an hour was nothing but 
getting all the bugs and kinks worked out, and we still have a few. It'll probably take us a couple to get this down, but it will come. So uh, yep. uh, let's get things started. Uh, this is, the again, the Scuba Obsessed podcast. The premise of this podcast is just the deal we like to do, which is if you can't be diving, we can be talking about diving. So uh, this podcast will be just about anything scuba diving related. Uh, we'll have to cover a little bit of the news, uh, talk about some gear, talk about the dives that we've done, the dives we got planning up, and any chance we get, we're going to get host on the show. we got some lined up for the next couple weeks, so it should be exciting. Uh, I'd like to get started with just kind of going over who Jim and I are. Uh, I'll, put, I'll put Jim on the spot, and Jim, if you can... Uh, uh, give us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, what got you into diving? Yeah, well, it uh, it started out, uh, always wanted to do it. You know, you've always seen it on TV, and living in the Midwest, it's a dive metropolis. Uh, uh, you know, everybody growing up in the Midwest wants to dive. Well, that's not really the case, but um, always wanted to do it, and uh, never really had an opportunity. My wife got me a, uh, a bought me a gift um, a couple of years ago. Um, it was in 2007. As uh, to get me certified uh, through a Patty uh, Patty instructor through a local dive shop, and we uh, we uh, took advantage of that. And uh, first time I took a breath uh, off of a regulator in the pool, I was in, um, and it uh, haven't been able to to stop thinking about scuba diving uh, since then. Uh, but living in the Midwest. Uh, kind of gets cold and uh, you've got to get used to that but that's that's about it not a whole lot of dives under my belt yet but i've experienced everything from uh, some nice warm uh, water in florida to some uh, near freezing uh, temperature dives this year um, and uh, enjoyed each and every one of them so far now it's your uh, turn well that, that's great uh my first uh, experience with scuba diving is, is similar to yours. You know, I'd watch it on TV all the time. That, you know, my my friends, you included, like to make fun of me because my parents would. Uh, the only time they let me stay up late was when Jacques Cousteau was on. So, I guess I was kind of programmed to have a love of scuba diving. If I if I didn't love it, I went to bed early. Uh, right. And then my dad, my my dad had done some scuba diving before I was born, and this is in the you know late 60s. And I can remember I was about six when. I remember him selling his scuba gear up in the attic of my grandparents' house. You know, seeing that cylinder and the wetsuit and the gear, and you know, I, I always thought that cool. Never, never figured out why he got out of it, and he never got back in. Uh, probably is about 2005. Uh, the health club we belonged in, belonged to uh, one of the local dive shops, did an introductory to scuba course. You know, they lined uh, all the scuba gear up along the pool. You got to put it on and. Yeah, you know, I, I put that gear on and and went underwater. And if, you know, they didn't they didn't you know other than making it fit and said breathe in here. Of course, the pool's four feet deep at the deepest, so uh, not not too much of a chance to to get hurt. But just right. floating around, it was like flying. It was just completely unbelievable, and I absolutely wanted to do it. But I just thought it was out of my reach. You know, the the time I was doing so much, I was working, I was volunteering, and just couldn't fit it in. Uh, but absolutely wanted to, and then. Uh, you know, the other part of the story Jim didn't mention was that uh, my wife and his wife went together on that course. We had a two-for-one at the local dive shop. So if you have a dive shop, you know, some of those incentives actually do work. Uh, to right. get people into the sport. So we had a, a two-for-one to get in for that introductory to dive, and that was in 2007. Uh, we went to the course together. We went in the pool. 
Well, I can remember that uh, that that pool dive. You know, uh, the one of the local pools here had that 20-foot deep section, and I can remember. You know, I, I always thought that equalizing was going to be a little bit easier than it was, and you know, hit about that 15 feet, and uh, and that hurt. I can remember. Jack Stone made it all look easy. He he did. He he absolutely did. And they had those cool tanks, you know, all that that streamlined. And of course, none of those divers, if you remember, had an ounce of fat on them. So right, right. But I I, I hit that like 15 feet, and I can remember the pain, and the, and you know went back up to 12. You know, kind of played around with it, figured out a little bit way to equalize. Went back down to 15 feet, and you know, got over that. And I'd say for the first few dives, that was in the back of your mind, you know, can I equalize? But, you know, it, it comes with practice and time, and there's no sense in rushing. You know, we did that uh, open, our open water there in Gilboa in Ohio. Right. Yeah, was, uh, in Finley, uh, Ohio. Right. And you can't beat that location for an uh, open water. You know, everybody in uh, in California and Florida, you guys have just amazing, you know, clarity uh, you know, we we rarely get that. In fact, that's why we we dive here in the winter because that's when we have that that clear to water algae's down, and you know we don't have the boat traffic, so we can get in the water. So that was 2007, 2008. Not that I wasn't any more into scuba diving, but you just we just couldn't fit any diving in. It just didn't seem to work out. You know, didn't have the gear, didn't have the rent, and I think that's kind of where the industry, scuba diving in general, kind of you know, kind of lets you down. That uh, we just didn't, didn't, and then uh, both Jim and I decided, you know, in 2009 we were going to turn that around, and boy, did we! Uh, now you 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 bought uh, gear earlier this year, didn't you, Jim? I, I did. Um, again, my my wife has been really uh, really helping me out with this. I got uh, a full set of dive gear uh, again from a local dive shop uh, as a birthday present, and uh, it stayed pretty new. Um, for the first couple of months that I had it. And, Darren, you're talking about uh, kind of once we got certified, didn't really do a whole lot with it. And um, if I could suggest anything to anybody who wants to dive is get associated and plugged into a local dive club. Um, You know, we we got certified, and we had always been either with an instructor or at a, a, let's call it a destination um, you know, where you go pay your money to get into a quarry and, and dive there with a lot of other people. Um, but we were taught, I taught, was taught from our local uh, friends in the, the dive club that if there's water and there's public access, you can dive it. And in some of the neatest places uh, uh, that we've dove so far have been uh, under bridges, um, you know, uh, below a dam, um, not directly below the dam, of course, because we're both talking about it today. But, uh, you know, things like that, um, that if you drove by it, you certainly wouldn't say, wow. Well, I didn't used to say, wow, what a neat place to dive. But now, as I'm driving around and looking, um, anything that's a body of water, I'm looking at it as a potential dive spot. Oh, definitely. I mean, and, and I, I, have, I have to agree with you completely there. Uh just dive, get in. Uh, you know, either get in with the club, get associated with them, uh, let them lead you. And, and you have to have a little bit of common sense. Make sure that the the people you're getting in with actually know what they're doing. You know, there's no substitute for good training. But uh, don't be afraid to invest a little bit of time there 
with your, your local paddy or other association trainer and, and just get them. So sometimes it's good, and, and I know our, our instructor recommended it and we, we didn't do it, but you know maybe start with the basic and then go into the advanced or do some of the specialty dives. Uh, and just get it because the you know you got into it re- for reason. If you get through the open water and you still love it, then you just got to keep it going. For for me, uh, I've I've been a little bit slower than Jim has on buying the gear. So this year this year is going to be my year for buying gear. So you know, I hope to share in the show just some of the decisions that go into it. Uh, uh, Jim, what kind of gear did you end up getting? Well, I ended up getting. Um my local dive shop has got a pretty good selection of uh, of brands available, but I ended up getting into uh, mostly Aris, um, and from what I understand, they're they're uh, tied in with Oceanic, uh, and, and one owns the other, or vice versa. Um, and I've been pretty happy with the stuff. Uh, um, you know, I don't have any real complaints. I'm, I'm not enough of an experienced diver, I guess, to to know what I like and what I don't like. It everything has worked um, every time that I've gone to use it, um, with the exception of our last dive. I had a little bit of a free flow issue with, uh, but I think that's got more to do with 33 degrees than um, a general recreational regulator. Um, and I will have to look into that if we're going to do a lot of cold water diving. Um, but I've been pretty happy with my stuff. I can say, without a doubt, um, although it's not a very glamorous piece of gear, is my wetsuit. Um, I've been more impressed with it during the winter uh, than I was during the summer. Uh, I can tell that it does a good job at uh, minimizing the water. And, uh, one tip out there is making sure that it's it's primed. Uh, prime it, and with a good wetsuit, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, but other than that, um, you know, the Aris uh, the BC, the Aris regulators, um, uh, uh, the wetsuit is an Aqualung. It's a 7. And uh, I did skimp on a couple of items. My personal, they call it, when we're going through our open water stuff, my fins and my mask. And uh, perhaps I shouldn't have those pieces here that I'm replacing slowly right now. Um, but at that time, I wasn't—I was in love with the idea of scuba diving, but I wasn't sure if I would love scuba diving enough to to really get into it. To spend a couple hundred bucks on a, a mask and a, a set of fins. Um, but now I'm—I'm I'm confident that it would be money well spent to buy buy top shelf stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of went a little bit different path. Uh, you know, both of us for the open water. Uh, I, I think you were you were renting gear. Did you you rented gear for your open water, didn't you? No, I I purchased some uh, some gear off uh, <laughs> off of uh, an online store, and the service was great. And for the money that I spent, it was really good stuff. Um, but an example of what you get uh, when you buy local or when you buy it online, um, I had a strap break uh, poolside on my fin. <laughs> and the instructor says, well, we'll get that fixed uh, when we get back to the shop for you. We'll take care of that. And I said, well, it's not your fin. And he says, well, <laughs> I'll see you later then. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. Uh, and I can't blame them. I mean, you know, it's um, they're there to uh, to take care of their families, and uh, they're in business locally. And, and I sure go in and ask them questions. So I think uh, it's probably best that I spend some money there. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they're the ones I, that I, I'm going to go to. Yeah. And for me, I think it was just because, you know, I can kind of be a procrastinator in some of that stuff, so I don't think I had time to go the online route. Oh, uh, but okay. It, it is, 
<laughs> so I, I'm not I'm not saying I took the high ground, but uh, I, I I did buy for that the introductory course. I bought the because we had the the mask, the fins, uh, right, I th- yep. and the snorkels. What we we had to have for that course, and went in. And I can remember that some of the stuff here, you know, this is not you know the gear you're going to get from your local scuba uh, shop isn't the same thing you're going to get at the the Walmart or the uh, sporting goods store. Oh, uh, no. You know that that nineteen dollars set. That's that's about what it's worth. Nineteen dollars. So, you know, I probably had you know because I think I bought you know boots, uh, fins, a mask, and a snorkel, and I probably had a couple hundred dollars into it. So sure. And I and I, I, I can remember you know you got the course, you got that. You know we had travel for the open dive, thinking you know, you know what am I getting into? But it, it it sure has been great. And then this year, early in the year. Uh, I, I decided I was going to get in, and I, and what I like to do is I is is I know I'm going to have a lot of gear. I know I'm going to have a variety of gear, but I want to get gear that is going to last me a while. And you know, I know I can't, I couldn't at that time buy everything I needed, so I've right. been selective. So the, the stuff that I really wanted, to get, that I thought that I wanted to get for myself, is is the stuff that was kind of like a personal fit. So you know, I, I every time you go in and you rent the when you're renting everything or nearly everything, that going in and trying on that half dry wetsuit that they just got returned the night before. Why is it only half dry? What was in it? I don't know. <laughs> and it depends on what spots it's dry or wet. You know? <laughs> no, no, you know, no. Did they? <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, yeah, and so I, I bought that same. Uh, I think I, I got the same dr- uh, wetsuit that that you did, that seven millimeter, and it is an ultra stretch. And you know, I've heard rumors that some of these ultra stretches, you know, the they over time will will lose some of their insulation value. But I have to say, with the diving that we've done, you know, especially lately, you know, it, it's been insulating. So, you know, if I if I have to replace it every two hundred dives, I don't think that's too bad a compromise. Now, when I get into my dry suit, which I haven't bought yet, now I'll, I'll be a little disappointed if I'm buying one every 200 dives. Right, uh, right. But, and uh, it, from what I understand, uh, once you go dry, and I, I believe it because it's, believe me, I'm not diving wet because I choose to. It's it's an economics uh, a thing. But once you go wet, uh, you know, you hear about guys diving up in the 60-degree the water um, with a dry suit. And... Uh, I guess I'll have to look at it from that side of the fence and see how how nice it really is. Yeah, definitely. So I, I did that. I bought the uh, wetsuit and then I bought my uh, BC at the same mm-hmm. time earlier in the year, and that that made the, the little bit of the uh, it, it cut down on the cost of of renting. It got uh, that every it got down to a two tank dive with renting you know the regulator and the tanks. It got me down to just a little over twenty dollars, which is which is reasonable. I mean, if we go out bowling. That's twenty dollars if we go out for dinner, you know that can be twenty dollars a person, so it put it into the price of of other leisure time activities and and fit it up so um I think my next purchase is uh, is gonna have to be uh, i want to get a reg uh, a couple tanks, and my dive computer and that's that's what I'm gonna do here at the beginning of the year and you know hopefully uh you know we've we've been on a great uh, track this year for the number of dives you know here we are in uh you know, January, and I would say in the last six weeks, I've probably got ten dives in. You know, which, right? You know, that's that's unheard of. I mean, you know, it kind of makes me think about when the weather was nice and beautiful and warm. You know, what were you doing not getting in the water? But, uh, I, I, you know, coming into 2010, we're on, we're on the track. We're gonna we're gonna get 
underwater and get some great dives in and see some things that we want to see and right. just have a great right. time. Now, let me ask you, on, on when we went uh, on New Year's Day, actually, um, the water, the way I recorded it on my computer, was uh, 33 degrees. Now, I, my my regulator had a freeze-free flow, and I'm confident that came from the second stage. Um, the regulator that you rented, what was that? Oh, that was that, that Titan. Okay. Uh, that the yeah, the, Aqu- the Aqualung Titan. And, uh, you know, the and, and the dive shop, you know, the, that's the one nice thing about running from the dive shop. And maybe it's good that we're, right, that we're going this time of year, because in the summer... I mean, not that I'm going to say that they're going to sell you what what they want to sell you, but you know, this time of year, if they know you're diving and you're know, doing ice dives, which is what will be up this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. they're not. You know, they, they they want you to come back out of the water, <laughs> and they want you to have a good time. So uh, they're they're going to rent you. So she the, the the dive shop. You know, they they had tuned the equipment for the ice dive. It was all ready. You know, they they gave me their personal cell number. Said if hey, if anything happens, go ahead and. Uh, you know, give us a call. So uh, it, it was right. pretty good. And, I, and uh, you know, I was kind of surprised because I don't think there's a lot of people diving this time of year and renting gear. You know, I'm, I'm sure they got to be. Uh, I, I know they're not keeping the store open just for me to go in, but there can't be a lot of us going in this time of the right. year uh, for for at least for. I mean, I know they're doing training in the pool dives, but uh, as far as people out in the wild up here in the, right. in Michigan going diving, there's not a lot of us. But uh, each each week it was been a different reg, so you know I was kind of like going, darn, you know maybe they could slip me that last one they gave me uh, the week before, and and the quality's been has been good. I, it, I can see like the one this last week, I I almost looked like it came right out of the package, but it was oh, all that's tuned. Great. Uh, yeah, and and you know and we'll 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 get farther along in some of these episodes, and we'll go through some tips of what we did. We'll cover this this weekend dive, but uh, yeah, that reg. Uh, you know, as you saw, it it didn't free flow, and uh, yeah. So, so you I was know, nursing mine, and you were just hanging yeah. in there, waiting for me <laughs> to finish with my escapades. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the one thing is, is we knew we weren't going to run out of air. We're, we're you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna run out of body temperature long before we're gonna run out of air this time of year. Right, and and, when, uh, and I'm joking about having a freeze flow. Uh, you know, we're relatively short, shallow dives. Um, you know, it's not as if we were diving deep, deep cold water. Um, there, even with the free flow, there was very, very uh, plenty of time for me to get out of the water, and it it was not an issue. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully this upcoming weekend will will uh, will be as good as the last. Yep. So uh, what I'd like to do now, you kind of give that gave you a little bit of idea about Jim and I, and you'll, you'll learn more as these weeks come on. We'll we'll be doing this every Thursday night at nine. Uh, if we don't, you know, uh, we'll fill you in. Uh, you can follow us on our website, which is uh, scubaobsessed.com, and uh, we also have our Twitter links there. Uh, I'm Darren Jilson at uh, you know as my Twitter handle, and what's yours, Jim? Mine is uh, Jim Kleeman. It's J Kleeman, J K L I E M A N. Yeah, and uh, so so head over to the Scuba Obsessed website. Uh, we also have a message form that we hope to get some good activity going. And if you're like 90% of the U.S. population, you're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page there. So uh, look forward to hearing from you. Uh, let's go over some uh, news this week in scuba. You know, in 2010. 
we have uh, a little bit of, of items and news. Uh, we have uh, a scoop of product vendor that was at the CES show this week in Vegas. We have a tank maker, Worthington Enterprises, in the black. Scuba World Record uh, for somebody in the UK earns 30,000, 35,000 pounds for charity. And then uh, Great Lake Water's on the rise. So uh, for uh, that, that scuba vendor, it was actually I had them in uh, kind of a gear section we would talk about later, but they have to be at CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas where all the new flat screen TVs come out. And uh, uh, this, this is actually... Uh, one of the vendors that uh, you had looked at in the in the dive shop a little while ago, Jim, that uh, oh gosh, now let me find my spot. That liquid image map. Yeah, right. Yeah, and right. and they're actually at the Consumer Electronics Show. So uh, I saw a couple posts of people, you know, saying they're going to pay ten bucks for anybody who would who'd wear it around the show floor and take pictures. <laughs> I'd have done that for free. <laughs> well, you know. That's just kind of how we go, uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, and and I've noticed. I, I I went to their website and looked at some of their gear, and I see that they have quite a few different masts. Uh, you know that that one that you saw, they've actually got a new one which looked like it was twice the resolution and half the price. Oh really? What yeah. uh, now? What what kind of MSRP have they got on those? This one, and 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 you you kind of have to watch because it, it almost looks like. And uh, uh, this article was from uh, Wired.com, which was at the CES show. But uh, the one that I that I saw out there is it, it kind of went a variety. This they had one called the High Def, and uh, it, it was about two ninety nine. Uh, and you know that one that you looked at was a little bit less of a resolution. And that one, what was it, three ninety nine? You said that's what I thought I saw it on the shelf. Um, yeah, and, and and I went I went down there to their their new location and and I saw it and it's the same thing, uh, but what's kind of interesting with this this liquid image is almost all their masks look the same. You know they'll, they'll be in yellow or blue or something, but they they have different specs. So you you kind of have to look and see what the depth is that that camera and mask are rated at. And and you know, uh, you know I I don't know what the difference in the in the depth is. You know, do they put a little bit extra gasket or some longer screws or you know, it's try at your own risk if you want to go 130 feet down, uh you you're you're taking your chances. Right. Uh, right. uh and so, I, I think uh, it's like the first one is uh, snorkeling depths maybe 12 feet or 20 feet or something like that. Does that sound Yeah. Sound right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to pull up right now this, uh, uh, the one that they did, because they did a press release. They've been doing a ton of press releases and that to show, which, you know, not looking at scuba at CES, I don't know how it went. But this, the one they have now, this is the wide-angle video mask, uh, the 312. Uh, resolution is 720 by 480, 30 frames per second with a 5 uh, megapixel. Uh, it has 16 megabytes of uh, memory, and it operates on two double A's, uh, and and that will get you about 2,200 still images or two, just a little over two hours of video. Which, for me, that'd be great. You know, to to go and, you know, I, I you know, I don't know if there's ever going to be a day on a single tank I can get <laughs> two hours. So, <laughs> and I've dove with you. I agree. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 I I do. I, I'm I'm an air addict. So, but the, here's the, the thing: is this 312? It's the wide-angle video mask, and it says estimated U.S. price is 200. 
Now, estimated, I don't know what that means. And it also says it's available with a large silicone skirt, so maybe that's where some of the differences. You look at the front, okay. it's the same. But uh, let's see if they got they got a depth on here. Uh, it, and this one's 65 feet. So, you know, some of our dives, I mean, mo- 90% of the dives that you and I have done, especially lately, uh, right. that would work. Right. And in my experience, you know, unless we're, you know, if you're going to go deeper than that and you're really going to take pictures, you know, I don't know. I, I guess the risk would be is, and you plan your dive, so you're going to know if you're going deeper than 65 feet. But uh, right. you know, I could exactly. I could see I could see forgetting I have it on, and you know, and I uh, and you know get down about 80, and then you know have a little accident. But they do have models that go down uh, much deeper, so maybe this might be a product that we we watch and maybe do a comparison in, in some of the others. Uh, and it looks like there's some accessories they have to it. They have a blue light filter, uh, and they have a uh, 4.7 watt LED torch. Whenever they say torch, it makes me think: Are they, uh, you know, are we talking some uh, UK people here? Right. Uh, uh, so, but that that uh, so we had a a vendor at the uh, CES show, uh, which you know, as a as a big time geek, it's it's always exciting when I can get two hobbies together. Uh, the next thing that we had in the news is we had. Uh, uh, the uh, metal processing company Worthington Industries returning to sound uh, physical condition. They had a second quarter profit on Wednesday, held, and it was helped by increased steel prices, better inventory management, improved cost control efforts. Uh, this was on the uh, uh, Money Central part of the MSN site. Uh, Chairman and CEO John P. McConley uh, said the company operated in a historically low demand environment. It makes propane tanks, camping cylinders, scuba tanks, as well as products for automotive, commercial, and residential building industries. So, uh, yeah. So, the, the, but you know, anytime one of these vendors can stay in the profit and keep producing us some some great gear, then that's that's good news for us. So, that was uh, this this week in the news. Uh, and then uh, the kind of the last thing that we had was we had this. Uh, uh, this this scuba diving record. Uh, this was in the UK. I'm, I'm, again, I'm assuming because they said uh, 35,000. I said pounds eat, uh, earlier, but it's probably euros. And uh, what he, what they were doing is they were doing a cold water dive, trying to get to a uh, a record for the amount of time underwater. Does it say what uh, <clears throat> what the old record was? Goodness, here. Uh, part part of our technical troubles from our first show. I had the link. You know, of course, we'll edit all this out, so it'll be all nice and tight. Uh, so it won't sound like. Uh, so it won't never. sound like I completely lost the page that I was on. I've 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 got it cut and paste. Uh, oh, let me see. Probably be able to do a Google search on it just quick enough. But what uh, just kind of the, to paraphrase what it was is he was uh, he he was going for 12 hours. Uh, it was a it was a, f- a fundraiser for uh, it sounded like his son uh, who had passed from cancer and he was able to raise 3,500. He didn't quite make it the full time. They made it just a little over 10 hours, and then uh, uh, it, it actually happened back in October. And then he just got confirmation back that the. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records is going to consider it for uh, the record. You know, they just had to verify, verify 
some uh, supporting information. So sound like it was uh, pretty much ready to go through. Wow. So, so he, what I'll do is, was, I, is go ahead. Yeah, I'm he, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He was in he was in cold water. Darn it. Let me let me see. Well, you know, uh, you know if, you, if you want to talk about something while I do a search. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can, can you tap dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, but you won't be able to see it. I'm really good. I've got a got a mean little little jig. Um, trying to look. Sometimes I hate that when you've got information. You've got the world uh, world wide web right at your fingertips, but you can't put your put your fingers on one little bit of information. Um, well, the, the worst part is I is I had this 30 minutes ago. Okay, right. here we go. We we found it. You know, uh, you know, great. Uh, great for uh, Google, and uh, this was on the Galloway Advertiser site. And you know, I, I can tell we're, we're looking at uh, a, a European site because it doesn't make any sense to me. No offense right. to everybody over there in Europe, but you know, it's on the wrong side of the road. Wrong side of the road. Well, you know, they're awake when we're sleeping, and vice versa. So, uh, yeah, not not. Uh, I'd absolutely love to go over there. So this is from the January seventh of the. And everybody over there is grinding their teeth as I pronounce this, but the Galloway Advertiser. Uh, scuba Dive Record raises 35000 And then the font they used, I'm assuming that is a Euro symbol. Uh, and it says, thanks again, and we'll do it. And actually what this is is a letter to the editor that uh, this this gentleman who did the dive, his name was Paul. Uh, on behalf of Paul, Gary, and I, all involved in the world's longest scuba dive. Uh, so yeah, they were able to raise over thirty—I mean, thirty-five thousand euros. That's an amazing amount of money. So you know, they mm-hmm. had some great uh, generosity for it. And what they did is it is Delican D E C L A N D E V A N E Delican Devane. Wow. Uh yeah. So uh, you know, he he looked like he dove with his uh, friend Paul and his friend Gary. Uh, 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 Paul and him entered the water on Saturday morning, October 10th, approximately 10 a.m. Uh, Paul had to leave the water after eight hours due to a problem with one of his valves. Eight hours. You know, <laughs> that's not too shabby, eight hours. And then and then uh, he managed almost 12, uh, and he left the water just before 10 p.m. with hypothermia. And I can't say I'm surprised. So, oh. and, uh, and and I'm sure there's a little bit more to this because you know, I know that there are commercial drivers who do some stuff with you know warm water insulating. So, you know maybe that was part of the dive as they couldn't do that, or you know maybe even with doing that, if you're in that that water that long, and it, and uh, what it was is that he was uh, uh, in water that was less than 15 degrees. Now, considering this is from Europe. That's probably Celsius, so we'll have to do a little bit of translation. But what I'm going to do is after the show, I'll, I'll put together some notes, and I'll send you links to some of these sites so you can get the information and not listen to my rambling on the translation. But, you know, I looked at this, you know, and, and just the the overachiever in me goes, 12 hours? I could do that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know, how hard? Now, you know, the, the well, I mean, you're in water. I, you know, Dry suit, wet suit. Uh, it, it doesn't say, but you know, I'm, going through my mind right now is is all the bodily functions that have to happen <laughs> over a twelve hour period. Over a twelve hour uh, period. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah. So, but uh, and and it sounds like they're intending on taking the crack again at 2010. Uh, we'll we'll kind of keep keep an eye on this and maybe post some information if they do get another dive going. And uh, 
but uh, what the, where the money went is uh, you know one of one of the goals for them was to raise awareness and funds for the Children's Cancer Charity of the West, uh, CD's Helping Hands, and uh, St. Raphael's Children Ward at Beaumont Hospital, Dublin. So Dublin's the only location I recognized in this article, so I'm assuming that they must be in Ireland. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of neat when somebody can do something like that. They're they're motivated by a personal experience and uh, step up and do something. Um, that's That's great. It, it is, you know, and and you know, and it and that's great. Anytime you can use a sport, create some awareness, make a little bit of money at the time, you know, you can't beat that. So, kind of on to the the, the next part of the show, and we'll talk about the dive that we just did. We, uh, you know, like like I've said, we we went diving over December. Uh, in November and got quite a few river dives we, we went from where we've been doing quarry dives and river dives. But uh, the dive club that we're in did a New Year's Eve dive, which they went in the water probably five minutes before midnight on New Year's Eve in the river. And then uh, they they came out on the other side into the new year. And both Jim and I missed that one, right. unfortunately. You know, ne- next year we'll have to. Uh, my, my challenge is that's my daughter's birthday and I think it's going to be her birthday again next year, so <laughs> I, I'm probably going to. You know, I might have to do some sort of bribes to get to get out of the birthday, or you know, uh, the, the club's actually saying I need to get her certified. So that you know, that's another option. That other than you know, uh, uh, other than surely, uh, you, yeah. yeah. N- now I got to buy gear for two and, and air refills. But, right. Uh, <laughs> she won't breathe. That, she won't go through it the way you do, though. <laughs> no, no. She's, she's going to go. Why's Why's Daddy got to keep going up for air when I can stay down here for three hours? Right. And I, I literally think she could probably do three hours on a tank. Of course, the tank's going to be just about as big as she is. Right. Uh, so, uh, so the dive club did that dive on uh, uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, we also had a dive New Year's Day, which uh, both Jim and I were able to get to. And. Uh, you know, I've been looking excited for it, and as I'm posting on Twitter and Facebook, I'm getting everybody coming back to me, going, "Are you completely crazy?" Uh, which I, I think I, I actually am. Well, you're you're obsessed, and uh, is isn't that what it's well, about? <laughs> and hence the name of the program. So yeah, yeah, absolutely obsessed. So any any excuse, any time we can get in the water, that's what we're going to do. We're going to dive. So uh, we 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 got up. The dive was was it noon or one? I can't even noon. remember now. Yep. So it was noon. So we we got going. Uh we picked up uh our dive mentor and buddy uh Don and the, the shanty. Which yeah, is now one of my shanty. best oh you, you can't get by without the shanty. And then we drove up. So uh Holland, Michigan from here is about an hour and a half drive. And uh, we had near whiteout conditions on the way up, so yep. uh, several ac- actually, cars in the ditch. Yep, yep, cars in the ditch. Uh, we got there, followed the instructions. We got to the site. The organizer was there on the side of the road, and you know we we got set up. You know we we set up the dive shanty. Uh, we got in the gear, and uh, Jim, why don't, you, why don't you talk about a little bit of the prep we do for for getting the okay, wetsuit well, diving in this time of year. First of all, the shanty, um, for those of you who don't have a need to get out of the cold weather or the wind, the shanty is simply a, a, an ice f- 
fishing uh, uh, quick setup uh, shelter. It's got a solid floor with uh, with uh, soft sides and a, and a roof, and there's enough room in it for uh, two men to to stand or, or sit fairly comfortably. And we've got a heater or, that or, goes in. or three or four very friendly men. <laughs> right could, when there were none of those, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, but there, you know, there were people peeking in the windows trying to take pictures, and uh, we'll get on to them about that. But yeah, I, um, I, I think we might need to post one of those. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> that but, should be your bio photo. <laughs> <laughs> that was an unflattering picture. Uh, with, with a little propane heater. I really didn't think that it would get that warm, um, but it, it it got quite comfortable in there. And we used the shanty to 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 kit up and and change out of our street clothes and get into our, our wetsuits. And in uh, a couple tricks that some of the the our mentor has has taught us is uh, um, number one is to wear an underlayer, an undergarment of something, you know, some socks. And you know, you read uh, and you become all knowledgeable on the internet. Um, and you kind of don't get um it's better to have a somebody to teach you to do things um you know some undergarments making sure that you've got uh, a t-shirt and a pair of socks inside of uh, my wetsuit and my boots uh, and some warm water um and I never seem to bring enough so I've got to bum some off of Darren because his cooler or his uh, thermoses are a lot bigger than mine. But uh, yeah, and, and, and I'm I'm the type of person who, you know, I was that that Boy Scout who came with four packs and a trailer. So <laughs> normally, if somebody else doesn't have enough of something, I've 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 brought it. Now I'm I'm not going to bring too much underwater, but uh, yeah, for the water, I had uh, a rolling cooler. Yeah, I had uh, an ice yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, I had a rolling cooler. Yeah, ice chest. I had two insulated uh, thermoses. I don't know how big those have to be. Those have to be about a gallon. At I have least. a red one, which I conveniently use for hot. I have an orange one that I put warm water, which is, is pretty much as warm a water as I can get out of the tap. And my hot water heater's turned down pretty low, so it's about a uh, probably about 110 degrees Fahrenheit is what's coming out of there. The hot water, I actually, I don't boil it, but I get it just steaming on the stove, and I put that in there. And, and the nice thing about the hot water is if you do, like, say we had another two or three people who all needed priming and they didn't bring it, we can always cut that hot water back to make it manageable. Right. Uh, and then I also bring, like, a little Tupperware two- or three-quart container with, uh, again, some warm tap water, and I throw that in the cooler. So there's more than enough. I end up dumping half of it, but, you know, uh, better to have a little bit extra, and I kind of been cheating the last few times as I'll do the little steeping, uh, you know, my gloves and hood in in that in that water. I haven't quite converted these coolers into uh, into uh, gear because I, I think you know the, somebody in the summer might be a little upset to realize that their uh, their lemonade is coming out of something that's been holding my boots. Yeah, now you do need to make sure you let at least me know uh, which uh, which thermos it was for soaking. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have in. like a little symbol that we that we put on it. Like if it if it has like a dive flag, you know, on the on the little corner by the handle, you know, you might want to yeah. get the iced tea out of the other you out of the other jug. Bottled water. That's what you'd be doing. So what we do is you just uh, you you pour some in simply. Um, you, you fill up your boots before you put them on, and uh, um, fill up your gloves before you put those on, and you. you gear up and your buddy uh will will pour a cup full of water down each sleeve as you're holding your arm up and kind of moving your your sleeve around and and basically just working up uh 
what is an airspace in your your wetsuit and uh, pre-soaking it so that your the warm water is easier for your body to um, not such a shock and, and it's filled up versus when you get in the water um, and having that cool water rush in. Now in the summertime, that's a that's a nice feeling, but in the wintertime, uh, I can't say that I would look forward to it. And to be honest, when uh, when I prime my wetsuit like this, Darren, I don't know if you've been this lucky, but when I prime my wetsuit like that, I can take a step and get in the water and fully submerge, and the only thing that's got any cold sensation, quite honestly, is my face and uh, a little bit around my, my hood is that I try and purge the air bubbles out of my, my hood. Um, and it really is amazing how well that that works. Oh, oh definitely. You know, I I can vouch for if you do not prime a part of your wetsuit in this cold weather diving, you will find it. And actually on the New Year's Eve day dive, or the New Year's Eve, the New Year's Day dive, I probably, you know, with with a shanty, you know, we, we don't pour the water in the shanty. We, you know, we get suited up in the shanty and then oh, you kind of right, right, right. peel down. So I, I didn't peel down once I got out probably as much. You know, the, the wind was howling a little bit, so... And I kind of figured that water gets down. But you really need to get that wetsuit down to about your knees and pour a cup in there. So I had plenty in the boots. I had plenty in the upper part. You helped me with the sleeves and and zip me up. But uh, from about my ankle to my knee, that right there didn't get primed. And I knew it. Now, luckily, because the rest of me was primed well, you know, you just have that, you you know, instead of taking the summer water, you're taking... 60 degree water and warm it up to your body temperature. Now I'm, I'm we're warming up 33 degree water. So right. you know, uh, not that I couldn't use to burn a little calories, but you know the the idea is that we prime ourselves up so that we spend more time down. Right, and uh, you know the you get the uh, they call it an ice cream headache when uh, when your face gets cold. Um, that's certainly there around my cheeks and things. But after uh, I would say uh, for me it's maybe three minutes. And uh, my face is <laughs> real, really pretty numb, and and it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, and uh, but after after 20 minutes, 25 minutes, uh, I can really feel, start to feel it in my fingers and my toes. I'm diving with a a, a good thick glove, but it's still a five finger glove, and uh, uh, my boots um, are are a little thinner than I would like. And I'm going to be upgrading those uh, this this uh, winter yet. Um, but all in all, surprisingly, a really enjoyable dive. Uh, I got down there and we looked around and the visibility really wasn't too bad for what's in our area. Um, you know, uh, only lost uh, Darren a couple of times, uh, but but uh, <laughs> not too bad. Um, I would say, what do you recall, about five to six feet? Um, I would say until six Until everything feet. got stirred up? Yeah, yeah. No, now, when we stirred it up, now, we, we do that well, but... Uh, it was it was about six feet, you know. And I was, you know, last year when they were talking about the dive, they only had a couple inches. Now I don't know if they had had somebody in ahead of them who had made, you know, stirred it up. But right. I I thought that was just amazingly clear. And what was nice about this spot, because you know we're we're muck divers when we're when we're down in these lakes and ponds and rivers, you know, we we like to see the the habitat and the animals. But you know what, we we're not shy about getting our hands in the bottom. And seeing what we can find, so uh, and, and that's right. one of the, the, the things I've I've enjoyed about the river dive. It's kind of self-cleaning, 
you know, as you face into the into the stream and you let that flow by you, you know, mm-hmm. you, that that all goes right on by and you can see. But that bottom there in, in that bay, and I guess it's been the location they've dove the last three years, but there's a lot on it. You know, now yeah, I, I'm I'm literally picking up junk. You know, the way I look at it is there's some junk there that needs to be cleaned up. I'll haul to the service and throw it in the trash can. But, you know, I, I, as I pick up a piece of item of something that we find underwater, my mind goes back to what is the story behind that? Because, like, we found a door hinge. You know, door right. hinge collapsed. I mean, there was a screw there. And then another five or six feet away, I found another door hinge. And then I found another thing. I don't think you've got a chance to see this yet, Jim, but it was like a door latch. No, but I I'm didn't looking see at that. it. Yeah, and I, but I'm looking at it, and not that I'm, you know, an, you know, uh, an engineer who knows what they used in the turn of the century, because this is not, you know, the, the stuff that you're going down to Home Depot and buying now. This is stuff. I mean, I would say this, this stuff had to have been anywhere from 70 to 90 years old. Not saying that's when it went down, but that's probably about when it was made. But the hinges were different. <laughs> so, you know, right. I, you know, I'm wondering. There has to be a story behind it. You know, I'm I'm picturing you know a couple of kids in the summer saying I'm going to go build a uh, a little raft and you know I'm going to take these hinges from the garage and attach them together to get my boards to surf on or something. So, right. yeah, I, I I just wonder what it was. And there was a lot of uh, wire uh, mm-hmm. that was down there, and I don't mean like spools and spools, but you know, four or six inches of it, and there was some plumbing pieces so it almost kind of right. makes you think that there might have been something now there was a dock there at one time uh, we were told so but right a little it, further it's out neat to, yeah and and every time we saw something you know uh you know I, I found that by having a purpose when we're in the water i just get so much better at buoyancy control and i was warmer you know when the visibility got down, or we're in. The, it's a little bit dark. You know, we used uh, dive lights even in shallow water. I don't think we ever. What what depth did, what was the max depth that you read? Oh, it, it was shallow. I'm I'm thinking uh, uh, twelve, fourteen feet at the at the deepest on that one. Um, yeah. I, I recorded nineteen just to, just to make it more impressive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, um, that, that four feet there makes a difference. Uh, but yeah, it was you know. Uh, but soon, but soon as I saw something interesting, you know, I don't know if it literally made me warmer, or I just really didn't care. Right. And of course, the way I'm diving is is I'm going to make you call Uncle first, and you're going to get cold, and then I'll go. Yeah. Up and well, I can I'm, say that I I I toughed it out. Right. I'll when suck on air, but I'll. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> You know, one thing, too, then, yeah. though, is we're talking about the things that we found, uh, especially in some of our river dives. Times have changed so much. Um, you know, that used to be that used to be the dumping grounds. Um, and uh, we've got a site right by us here in our hometown that uh, is, is an indicator of that, that that's where everything seemed to go. Um, I don't know if the thought was out of sight, it's taken care of, under the surface, it's gone. I think that was a little bit of it. I mean, you look in the, the you know, where we live. I mean, uh, you know, and, and in Europe, they're going to laugh because they've got communities that are, you know, half a, half a millennium or a thousand years old. But you know, here here in this part of the country, you know, two hundred years is a long time. I mean, there's stuff. You know, you can get back to four hundred years, but there's not anything surviving. But you know, where it's been settled uh, settled in. And utilized. It's it's been about the last 150 years, and you think about people are just getting rid of it. You know, they burned all the trash they could get rid of, 
they composted what would break down and you were left with the the metal and the glass so they just piled it up and buried it and you know, out of sight out of mind and uh you know we, we find that in the rivers and and i think that people are still doing it i think we're still seeing uh, people just throw it in, and and you can see how it's easy enough. You know, if I'm out boating and I've got a container and it drops out of my hand in the water, it's not like I can jump in and and go and right. get it. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I I think there's enough of uh, you know people who do throw stuff, and then, and then I, I'm actually surprised at some of the stuff I haven't seen. Like I I don't think I've seen you know you, you go into these stores and they got these plastic bags. I would have thought that we would see tons of those. And I, I don't think other than, you know, right there in the shore where somebody's grounded in, I don't think I've seen one underwater yet. Right, right. Yeah. Um, oh, and going back to uh, to the dive, you know, you, okay, I cry, Uncle, um, thumb it, and we, we head back up to shore and, and get out. That's the coldest part right there is the, the scurrying back up to the, to the shanty. Um, and again, boy, was it warm! And then we've got to take turns in uh, in getting in there and uh, kind of stripping down and, and drying off, and then getting dressed back into our street clothes. Um, but that's that's the opportunity. And and the part that I've got to learn is uh, when my when my toes get uncomfortable um, is the time to time to call it because then I've got to have enough time to get back up and out and uh, and get undressed and, and dried off. Um, before they get too busy. Um I don't know how it is, and, but I think you've got a more tolerance for that than I do. But uh, yeah, I wow. I don't. It, it doesn't seem to bother me, but I it, I, I don't think you know I, I got a little bit more mass than you do, so uh, that, I think that that might make a difference. To blame it on <laughs> you know body fat, but uh, uh, but you definitely I I think when when you decide when it's when it's no longer fun when you're when you're thinking about the cold, and you're saying, you know, gosh, I wish I wasn't cold. Then it's time to get up, and you don't want to wait long, uh, you know, because you, you, you know, because depending on where you're at, you you got to come up. You know, if you're if you're doing a, a deeper dive, you know, you're going to have your safety stop, and then you got to get to the shore. You got to get out, and if you've gotten yourself so cold, which Don, you know, relayed an experience that he did where he just fought it. You know, he was trying to keep up with somebody else, and he couldn't climb out of the water. He had to have assistance to get out of the water because he'd he'd gone too long. So you don't yeah. want to go too long. You want to uh, you want to have a little bit something left. Uh, what I like to do, and, and I think it works good for Jim because he can get in and get changed. I like to get all my gear kind of organized and put away and set up because as I get out of the water, especially when we're at 33 degrees, I actually warm up a little bit. You know, okay. on that, you know, that that walk back to the shanty, I, I actually warmed up. Now when we were diving in the uh, in the 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 forty some degree water and the air temperature was colder, it seemed to be a little bit. But uh, of course, it was colder. I, we had the the water temperature was thirty three and the air temperature was at twenty five. Yeah, it's twenty five. Um, and you know, yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm heading up to the shanty and I'm I got stuff flying off me. Um, <laughs> don't get away because I'm going in. Um, but uh, yeah, now, in, now that. In, in, Making light of it, it is. It can be potentially dangerous. Um, you know, you got to kind of watch out for your buddy. Um, you yep. got to kind of watch out for yourself. In uh, in 33 degree water, you, you can you can hurt yourself if if you don't pay attention and and listen and have the common sense uh, and the 
the understanding that it could turn serious if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, hypothermia is something that you just don't want to mess with, and and you can it can hit you later on. I mean, you can come out, you can you can get warmed up and get back in the car, and and that's when it can come and get you. You know, uh, so it, it's 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 not something to play with. Yeah, you know, we we started early in the fall on this because I think in the back of my mind I was thinking, here we are. You know, it, it was it was just we wanted to dive every month of the year just to say we did, and I was thinking that you know October. Uh, was pretty much done. So that first cold water dive that we did, and, and what was that water temperature? It seemed cold at the time, but now it's balmy. Was that 55? Um, you know, I, I'm trying to look. I'm actually, I've got my log in front of me, and uh, we go back, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, that was at did, Eleni uh, Bay there in Pawpaw Lake. Yeah, um, well, it's uh, it was 41 degrees uh, and 49 51 in the air and 49 in the water, so that yeah. was pretty pretty even. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's where we discovered the priming. You know, I didn't prime all that well, and uh, you know, it it made a difference. But it came in that zipper, <laughs> it came raging <laughs> in. <laughs> right, absolutely. And uh, you know, and then the follow up after that, the the temperatures slowly started started dropping until uh, well. Last week they were about as cold as they're going to get before it's an ice cube and you're stuck in the water. Um, the positive I have to say on it is it's given me the confidence that because it, you know in the Midwest even in the summer you start going deep, uh, you know in some of these quarries where you got a lot of dry suit divers and you also have a lot of wetsuit divers, but you get down you know through a few thermal climbs and you're you're not too far off from that temperature. Right, and uh, you know, an example we go back to that the Gilboa Quarry because that's uh, uh, we've got some experience there. The, the thermoclines there, you can drop down. Um, you can drop down. I think one of them at that time was fifty fifty five feet, and you can have a, a, a temperature difference that just slams you in the face. Um, and but it's nowhere near as cold as the water that we've been diving in, and I. It, it's really been on my mind the last couple of days how cold I seem to be in the summertime when I hit that temperature. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if I'm just not psyched up for it or, or what exactly, why it seems so gosh darn cold when I hit that in the summertime. Yeah, well, then then that's some stories for another episode where we talk about some of our, our classic mistakes <laughs> after we got our, 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 our first certification and, and decided, hey, it's hot, you know, Yep. You about baked on the dock, and then you know get down there through that first thermocline, and it was like Arctic. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, but I, I think that that dive this weekend, uh, you know, it's just not about showing off and saying that we did in January. Even though I do like to shock all my warm weather friends who are saying they're eighty, eighty, eighty divers. You know, eighty, eighty degrees air, eighty degrees water, and eighty feet visibility. Which right. I would love to experience, but uh, now, but it, it it just extends our year. It lets us get in the water, and and it's great, and uh, we get some good experience. And you know, next year at this time, let's let's hope that we've got some dry suits, and you know, we'll do some more. But you know, if you can, if you know, dive in thirty. Uh, what for us in fresh water? What's colder than thirty three? Is you know, you hit thirty two, and we're going to be in a block of ice. Right. Right, so and, uh, it, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, so 
So, but that that dive went well. I'd say, what do we have? About seven seven divers, uh, a variety of dive clubs. Uh, the, the dive club up there in Holland uh, put it on, and you know they did a great job, and we thank them for the hospitality. They had a nice uh, buffet and dinner afterwards, and a couple people that w- that were up there who have some interesting programs, and we're going to try and have them as guest speakers on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a nice spread, and it was a good chance to get together with some other other guys who've uh, had some really varied experiences. Exactly. So uh, so that was last weekend up there in Holland, and then it, it looks like, and we need to track it down because i I got to go pick up some gear tomorrow if we're going to go, but it looks like this weekend we're going to do an actual certified ice dive. I've been, I've been logging these as ice dive because there's ice in the shore. There's just not ice overhead. I mean, if we went up the river probably 300, 400 yards, there was, it was ice. So, right. Uh, but, we, but we've been in open water uh, where we haven't had to go under ice. Well, this weekend it will be different. We'll actually have to cut our way in and go down and have a line and uh, a little bit more uh, technical type of, of diving, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll learn how that goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Okay, so uh, uh, I think we're getting to the end of the podcast here. Uh, you know, I, I did have another section where we would we talk about some gear, but I, I think we we can save that for another episode. You know, kind of tease it. Uh, sure. I, I've been seeing seeing some interesting items. Uh, there's a company that has an underwater GPS, so we'll talk about that maybe next week. Uh, I'm just fascinated by the idea of that. And some of the, you know, I'm a technology geek, and I just love to see what you can do. And I, I see it also as being a safety feature for dive operators to be able to see where people are. So we'll, we'll take a look at at that. Uh, we'll we'll clear up some more information on the mass, and then uh, kind of one of the last things was the wet uh, Star Trek wetsuits. I've been seeing that been retweeted a dozen times. Have you seen that, Jim? Yes, I have, and it's kind of. Uh it's kind of neat. Now, now, what's the company that has uh, produced those? Well, Gene Rudenberry, which, or and I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, uh, the, the the gentleman who created Star Trek, his son actually has a group of divers that's based on Star Trek, the, uh, the Rudenberry Explorers or something, and I, I didn't plan on talking about it, so I didn't look it up. You know, oh, not okay. Not like I couldn't I use see. Google. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, so, uh, so I have an idea that this is somehow associated with him. It's it's actually kind of like you know how we have our mud scuba diving club. There is actually Trekkies scuba diving club. So, <laughs> but uh, here on the website and uh, and I'll, we'll, we'll post that again in the in the notes if somebody wants to go take a peek at them. But it literally looks like the original Star Trek uniforms. You know the black tight pants. And the colored tops, and there's the, uh, you know, the red, the blue, and the yellow. Of course, you, I don't think you want to go down, down to the surface in the wrong color. You might not be coming up. Right. And uh, well, those are those those are my street clothes. That's what I wear to oh, the okay. dive site. So, uh, you know, the tight pants <laughs> and the the bright bright <laughs> the top tight pants. And, yeah. <laughs> so so you have to. <laughs> Even if I'm wearing that, I don't think it's going to be a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> if I see you wearing that, mine will be a wetsuit because I'm going to pee my okay. pants laughing. <laughs> God, i got to have to do that. If, if somebody's got one of those, they could 
send me. I'd, I'd sure love that. Okay, so it says, uh, here's, here's the, the article. It says, whether scuba diving where no man has scuba dived before or surfing the chilly waves, you'll really stand out in one of these wetsuits offered by Rudenberry for an out-of-the-world, out-of-this-world price. I think we all know which color is shark bait. <laughs> it says, developed exclusively for... RDT, which is the Rudenberry Dive Team, by JMJ Wetsuits. These one-piece full suits feature iconic uniform colors and rank insignia from Star Trek, the original series. These wetsuits are not novel gimmicks. They are real deal. They're made from the highest quality materials, expert craftsmanship. Each individual wetsuit is custom-made and tailored to your exact measurements and perfect fit and unmatched performance. This is the ultimate warm and exposure protection when exploring strange new worlds. So, huh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so it's not that, just a it's not just a costume. It's it's the a full on real deal. Oh, huh? oh yeah, it's 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 a wetsuit. Oh, and, and here's the other thing we we're trying. It's uh, the Roddenberry Dive Team. So www.roddenberrydiveteam.com. Uh, you can go there and they'll 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 talk about it. The wetsuit where we got the wetsuit website. Easy for me to say. The website where we got the. Uh, uh, this news article from was www.neatorama.com n-e-a-t-o-r-a-m-a.com we'll put that in the show notes uh, but yeah, they got some other crazy stuff on here not scuba diving but yeah that's uh, yeah no it's, but the thing is okay at the dive club what's going to happen if we show up <laughs> in one of these well you get beat up <laughs> for one <laughs> we get beat up you know our uh, underwear gets hung from the flagpole yeah <laughs> Yeah, it brings out the brings out the 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 immature and everybody uh, will just get get flogged. But you know, it, I want to do it just to do it. I mean, that's this is this is my type of thing. You know, I, I don't know self deprivation or degradation or, yeah, or right. something, but just it's, I I would absolutely love and 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 they and they've got like. You know, if you look at the sleeves, you have to go to the website and see the picture. They've got like braiding on sleeves. It's got the insignia. In fact, even if you're not a scuba diver, this is this is not a bad looking uniform. If these pictures are true, so uh, very very interesting. That's crazy. That's crazy. The uh, oh okay oh, here here down to right the price. What's that? I've got it pulling up right now. <laughs> now, it, it, some somebody they, and somebody must have looked up the price or got the price. It didn't say here, but somebody in the chat on there says four hundred and sixty-five dollars sheets. It's only about three times the price of a regular wetsuit. So yeah, you know, you, you're going to pay a little bit. So, uh, and I don't know well, if, they, if, if it's going to know. a cause or maybe to the Runeberry bank account. Wow, it looks exactly like a uniform. It it does, doesn't it? So we'll, we'll we'll post something on the on the website, but you know the more I look at, it, the more I want it. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Okay, and then one thing we for, we forgot in the news that you know maybe it might be something that we get a, a chat going in the forum on this is that uh, Edge Gear and TDI announced uh, that uh, the those uh, hog regulators that you can you can get training on them. So the opportunity. Right. So uh, uh, the uh, Edge Dive Gear is offering certified technical divers from any agency the opportunity to attend a hog regulator repair clinic. You can you get to buy parts and get service support from their local Edge and Hog dealers. So you know, I'm just you know, is this something that we're seeing that's going to be uh, 
something that's out there? Is it is it going to be limited to just this one vendor? Is this a desperate cry for you know to to for a small niche market? You know, where they're they're saying you know our technical divers that have been asking for this. Is this going to go to other? You know, I. It, it'll be I'm interesting kind of to see what it. happens with the industry. I mean, it, it, as it moves forward, if if uh, Edge or Hog is is successful with it, um, you probably will see other other uh, manufacturers go into that sort of a style. Um, some manufacturers, you you have no chance of purchasing repair parts um, for their regulators except through uh, through an authorized dealer, and that's that's intended for a dealer, not not for an end user to use. Right. Yeah, because I know there is quite a bit. I mean, I don't. I don't think any of us would have any problem finding parts if we wanted to service our own regulators. I can go online, do a search, and there's going to be somebody somewhere who's going to do it. What happens when you get into these gray markets? You don't know where these parts come from. Is it you know? Is it counterfeit part? You know. So right. it, maybe that's that's a little bit of the idea behind this is just to give people some support. I'm a big-time do-it-yourselfer, so I would absolutely love this. I mean, even if I didn't service my own reg, I'd love to go to the class just to see what it's about. I think the more well, I know about my gear, the better. The better diver you are. Yep, the the more educated you are, and, uh, and since you're my primary dive buddy, the, the safer I am, so go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah and, and then you don't have to worry about me pinching your hose and, and cutting <laughs> right. off your air supply. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And yes, we'll, we're going to, yep, so we'll, we'll look forward to seeing everybody uh, next uh, Thursday night at, at 9 p.m. Uh, we're, we're here live on TalkShoe. Go to our website, www.scubaobsessed.com. Again, we have the forums. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm Darren Jilson on Twitter. And. And I am Jim, uh, actually it's uh, J-K-L-I-E-M-A-N-N on Twitter. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Go out and get wet. And dive safe. Thanks. Bye.